Hey guys, Boomadu here with the grind scheme of things. I want to um, touch on something that I think um, is really key here. So today we're going to be talking about poetry. And you might be thinking, well, poetry, what does that have to do with anything? Well, just if you remember in the context and the frame of the grind scheme topic, uh, we're really addressing, you know, mastering or, or approaching the art of um, self-actualization through um, reflection, right? Being able to see yourself, catch yourself in the act of not um, operating at your highest potential level. And part of that really um, being able to do that comes from ex- exploring and exposing yourself to different um, con- pieces of content, information, people, places, things that allow you to, to take a look back and say, oh, wow, I see, I see what I'm missing. So today... You know, what I want to share with you in a moment, or what you'll be listening to in a moment, is a, uh, a, a reading of an excerpt of a guidance by um, President Ikeda, who is a, I think he's, yeah, he's the third president of a layman Buddhist um, organization that has, I could give you all the stats, but they've done some remarkable things in the world as far as just really contributing uh, to you know, politics, um, society, communities, you name it, right? He's just one of those kind of, he's kind of almost like a Forrest Gump in the world, right? Like until I got a chance to learn more about him, his life, his journey, I never heard of him. Didn't know anything about him, right? But so um, he's had a profound impact on my, my life and my journey as I've studied his work. Um, and he wrote a piece uh, that was published in 2006 called Reviving the Poetic Spirit. And, you know, what I'm inspired by from that piece is just his call to action being if, you know, don't, don't, don't allow the poetry in you to die. You know, if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, a professional, um, you know, whatever realm of life you're in, there has to be poetry there, right? And by poetry, meaning it doesn't necessarily mean you have to grab a journal and pen the words, um, although we're kidding about that, but it's really allowing yourself see beyond what's in front of you and connect to the deep connect to the depth that's there connect to the essence the soulfulness that's present and available for you to tap into in order to create something magical something beautiful something worth looking forward to experiencing or something you know worth looking forward to expressing that's the power of poetry right there's life in poetry you know for me you know there's something that i just would love to do a lot more is it's actually going to poetry uh, events or uh, poetry reading um it's just so it's like i'm i'm i um i'm hypnotized i'm enchanted when i listen to people share um, their poetry right because it comes from this other place and so if you're a poet you don't even know it uh haha you like that um or you're a poet and you know it and or you've um you know you you've kind of fallen off a little bit Maybe it's time to get back to bringing that out of you, right? And even if you're, you don't consider yourself a poet, you'll learn from this article how we all are poets in our own way. We just have to really um, just look beyond what's in front of us to, to connect to something deeper. All right, with that said, I hope you can appreciate this um, and leverage the principles and the essence and the spirit of the call to action to become or rise, awaken the poet within and bring that to your, to your work right your life's work hope you can answer that call powerfully and take take whatever steps you need to take to 
um, it's really enriched your life. So that being said, here's Reviving the Poetic Spirit, excerpts from President Ikeda's Guidance, published in, I believe, the Japan Times in 2006. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys soon. Hey guys, Boomadu here with the Grind Scheme of Things. Welcome back. So today we're talking about reviving the poetic spirit. You know, a few days ago, um, maybe just almost exactly about a week or so ago, um, I was in a conversation where I'd asked someone um, if they wrote poetry. And uh, for some reason, I just had this recollection that they did. Um, and they said, no, they, they, they used to, and that it's been about maybe, uh, you know, I want to say maybe 10 years since it written, right? Um, and I said, well, it's time to get, you know, it's time to get that journal back, you know, and, and get that poetry out of you, right? And, you know, I think it just seemed like a lighthearted exchange, but really deep down, I meant it, you know, that because uh, I felt that, you know, for them, given that poetry was their expression or an expression for them. Um, that it was going to be a key component to sort of reviving their journey. And it's, it's the same for all of us. You know, um, there has to be some kind of poetic uh, aspect to what we do in order for it to have some longevity, especially if you're sort of on the creative uh, business, you know, profession side of life. You know, that if, if, if you're someone who just really needs substance inside of your day-to-day activities, you got to bring some perspective, some poetic perspective to it. So that being said, a day or so later, maybe even that same day, I came across um, a piece, um, an article that was originally put, published to the Japan Times, right? Of all places. <laughs> um, and it was written by a gentleman by the name of President Ikeda. And he's a president of a layman uh, Buddhist organization called the Soka Gakkai. So... This is his, uh, uh, what's referred to as his guidance. Um, and uh, it was originally published, as I mentioned, in the Japan Times in October, uh, October 12, 2006. All right. But it's so relevant today and the subject matter. All right. So that said, let's kick it off. And I'm just going to go right into it. And then you take away what you take away from it. But it's, uh, it's some very powerful points that are made here about the power of poetry and its necessity in our daily life. Here it goes. In the sea of sky, the waves of cloud rise up, and the moon, and the moon boat is seen rowing out of sight into the forest of stars. This Waka-style poem was written some 1300 years ago. It is included in the Mayan Yoshi, a collection of 10,000 leaves, in quotes. This is the oldest extant collection of Japanese poems. Today, we have sent human beings beyond the reaches of Earth's atmosphere. We have stood on the surface of the moon. Yet, reading this poem, one has to wonder if people in ancient times didn't sense the presence of the moon and stars more intimately than we do today. It is possible they lived richer, more expansive lives than we, who, for our, uh, for all our material comfort, rarely remember to look up at the sky. 
I'm sorry. <clears throat> is it possible? Let me go read that again. I forgot my tones and questions messed up here. Is it possible they live richer, more expensive lives than we, who for all our material comfort rarely remember to look up to the sky? Immersed in material distraction, clamor, and bustle, contemporary humanity has been cut off from the vastness of the universe, from the eternal flow of time. We struggle against feelings of isolation and alienation. We seek to quench the heart's thirst by pursuing pleasures, only to find that our cravings have grown that much more fierce. This separation and estrangement is, in my view, the underlying tragedy of contemporary civilization. Divorced from the cosmos, from nature, from society, and from each other, we have become fractured and fragmented. Science and technology have given humanity undreamed of power, bringing invaluable benefits to our lives and health. But this has been paralleled by a tendency to distance ourselves from our surroundings, to objectify and reduce everything around us to numbers and things. Even people become things. The victims of war are presented as statistics. We are numbed to individual realities of unspeakable suffering and grief. In contrast, the eyes of a poet discover in each person a unique and irreplaceable humanity, while arrogant intellect seeks to control and manipulate the world. The poetic spirit bows with reverence before its mysteries. That last sentence again. While arrogant intellect seeks to control and manipulate the world, the poetic spirit bows with reverence before its mysteries. You can definitely put a star next to that. Human beings are into microcosm. Living here on Earth, we breathe the rhythms of a universe that extends infinitely above us. When resonant harmonies arise between this vast outer cosmos and inner human cosmos, poetry At one time, perhaps, all people were poets. In intimate dialogue with nature, all people were poets. In intimate dialogue with nature, in Japan, the Manyoshu collection comprised poems written by people of all classes, and almost half of the poems are marked "poet, poet unknown." These poems were not written in order to leave behind a name. Poems and songs penned as an unstoppable outpouring of the heart take on a life of their own. They transcend the limits of nationality and time as they pass from person to person, from one heart to another. The poetic spirit can be found in any human endeavor. It may be vibrantly active in the heart of a scientist engaged in research in the odd pursuit of truth. When the spirit of poetry lives within us, even objects do not appear as mere things. Our eyes are trained on an inner spirit, spiritual reality. A flower is not just a flower. The moon is no mere clump of matter floating in the sky. Our gaze fixed on a flower or the moon. We intuitively perceive the unfa unfathomable, bo unfathomable bonds that link us 
for the world. In this sense, children are poets by nature, by birth, treasuring and nurturing their poetic hearts, enabling them to grow. Will also lead adults. Treasuring and nurturing their poetic hearts, enabling them to grow, will also lead adults into realms of fresh discovery. Do not, after all, exist simply to fulfill desires. Real happiness is not found in more possessions, but through creating a harmony with the world at the core of our being. The poetic spirit has the power to retune, in quotes, and reconnect a discordant, divided world. True poets stand firm, rooted in life's complex, conflicted, and fissured reality. Harm done to anyone, anywhere, causes agony in the poet's heart. Yet, the poet intrepidly steps forward to offer people words of courage and hope, seeking to share a perspective one step deeper, one step higher, that enables them to perceive the enduring spiritual realities of our lives. Now more than ever, we need the thunderous, rousing voice of poetry. We need the poet's impassioned songs of peace, of the shared and mutually supportive existence of all things. We need to reawaken the poetic spirit within us, the youthful, vital energy and wisdom that enable us to live to the fullest. We must all be poets. Our planet is scarred and damaged, its ecosystems threatened with collapse. We must shade and protect Earth with leaves of language, rising from the depths of life. Modern civilization will be healthy only when the poetic spirit regains its rightful place. All right, we'll end there, and the remainder of this will be continued actually, guys, in, in another issue. Um, however, you know, I couldn't help when I read this to just think this is exactly what I was talking about, right, with the person that I mentioned earlier. That you know, I, I sense that their poetic soul needed to really be um, reborn, and um, and and it was for. I mean, some of these things I can just underscore here. You know, um, when he says uh, we need the poets' impassioned songs of peace, of the shared and mutual supportive existence of all things. We need to reawaken the poetic spirit within us, the youthful, vital energy and wisdom that enable us to live life to the fullest. We must all be poets. You know, this is really an ode to the power of the poet, right? Um, going back a little ways, he talks here about, in contrast, the eyes of a poet, dis uh, dis of a poet, discover in each person a unique and irreplaceable humanity. While arrogant intellect seeks to control and manipulate the world, the poetic spirit bows its weapon for its mystery. Um, I, I could go on trying to find one more banger in here that really got my attention. Uh, The poetic, uh, the poetic spirit has the power to retune and reconnect a discordant, divided world. True poets strand, stand firm, rooted in life's complex, conflicted, and secret reality. Harm done to anyone anywhere causes agony in the poet's heart. Yet the poet intrepidly steps forward to offer words of courage and hope, seeking to share a perspective one step deeper, one step higher, that enables them to perceive the enduring spiritual realities of our lives. Just that by itself is poetic, you know? So I'm not going to go, uh, I, I, you know, there's so, so many things I could underscore and highlight and, and, you know, circle 
in here. But I hope that if you are someone, regardless of your background and profession, um, line of work, that you recognize that if there isn't a, a, a poetic sort of element to this that you're doing, that, you know, there there is going to be some level of um, dissatisfaction, right, that will emerge. And, um, and then, that, you know, that becomes a new problem to solve. However, if you begin to maybe start paying attention to the poetic soul within, the poetic voice, um, there might be hope for you in your past, right? To sort of be revived, um, to, be, to be resuscitated, right? And to then wake up to your power as a poet to really transform yourself and your environment. And that's what I hope this um, sharing of this piece has, has done for you. Or giving you an opportunity to like really re-examine and reconsider. Um, so that being said, here's to your poetic best in whatever form that that will take or is taking. Um, if you have any uh, questions, I'll do my best to make available a link to this in full um, or where where I think uh, it can be read, uh, so that you can kind of you know chomp on it yourself and, and grapple with it, right? Because it's a very powerful piece. As I mentioned, it was published. Um, over now and at the time of this recording it was 16 years ago right about 16 years ago and um I'm just doing the math in my head <laughs> I'm sorry 13 yeah about 13 years ago so anyway um appreciate you thank you for listening uh like the post uh, applaud leave a comment depending on where you find this and um I look forward to talking to you soon. And if there's anything that you'd like to be covered, addressed, or questions that you have, please feel free to leave them. Um, you can go to um, leave a, go to the contact page here and leave a uh, question if you have one, or in the comments um, if you see this in the blog post. And uh, be more than glad to answer your questions. All right? Or address and cover topics that are of interest to you. Related the grind scheme of things right of course um take a look at what that's all about and what that implies and uh i'll do my best to uh you know create content that reflects your your interest all right you guys love you appreciate you and i will talk to you all soon bye